Hey, what's up? This is Gary Owen. You're listening to PF Tape Recorder. Hello there, I'm PF, this is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Tabari McCoy. I mean, I still have a day job, uh, and uh, I try to do my very best at it, because, you know, I have uh, this thing where I have to be an adult, and a lot of younger comics, they can do that thing, sleeping in an apartment, eating top ramen, maybe crash on a friend's air mattress. Tabari is a comedian from Cincinnati, Ohio. He just recorded a new CD that's going to be coming out hopefully in June. We'll keep you posted on that. We had a fun chat about social issues and things like that. Uh, talked a little bit about my Cleveland Indians in advance of the baseball season, the controversy you know, surrounding the nickname and the logo and stuff. So stay tuned for that. Our song of the week is from AJR. A friend of mine in California turned me on to these guys. So we'll hear from them. Uh, the track features Rivers Cuomo off of Weezer. So yeah. Uh, listen for that, and we'll have a chance to tell me what you think there. And as always, we will start with a dumb bit. <laughs> Haven't done one of these in a while. This is called I Thought It Was Funny. So basically, it's just I have this uh, setup involving a current event, and I really only have one joke for it, uh, if that. But uh, so here's what happened is uh, this lady... Well, I'll let, I'll let the USA Today explain it to you. An Ohio mother of two is facing child endangerment charges after her son allegedly shot his sister. According to the Ashland County prosecutor, while 27-year-old mom Alyssa Edwards was away at work, her 8-year-old son retrieved a 22 caliber rifle, loaded it, and shot his 4-year-old sister multiple times. Upon informing her mother, the prosecutor claims Edwards returned home, checked on the girl's injuries, cleaned up the bloody bed cover, and returned back to work, leaving the children alone once again. Edwards' bond has been set at $30,000. The girl remains hospitalized in stable condition with non-life-threatening injuries, while her brother is in the custody of Children's Services. So I'm thinking this is a dream for the Republicans. You have a married couple here with two kids. Uh, both the husband and the wife work. There are firearms in the home. And if there's a little mishap, hey, the wife understands the value of work and she gets her ass back to the job. I thought it was funny. If you consider yourself to be an old soul trapped in a modern world, you can relive days gone by in classic imprints from our vast collection at OldSchoolShirts.com. We have vintage tees from all the great American cities like Atlanta, Baltimore, Brooklyn, Chicago, Cleveland, Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, and more. We've got defunct sports teams, old restaurants, old stores you used to shop at when you were a kid. Just go to OldSchoolShirts.com. It is all one word. Pick up yourself a great and stylish-looking vintage t-shirt, and it really helps the show as well. So as soon as you're done listening, head there. Tabari McCoy is a stand-up comedian from Cincinnati, Ohio, and he's been headlining clubs all over the Midwest these past few months, and his new CD comes out in June, so hopefully you'll have, so have a chance to see him or catch him live. Here now is our interview with Tabari McCoy. Hello? Tabari. Hey, what's happening? Hey, what's up, man? Oh, not too much. So, uh, where are you? Are you on the road? Or are you uh, in Cincy? What? Where are you at? 
I am currently driving, getting off I-71 North, a.k.a. sometimes main of my existence until I try to drive on I-75. Okay, so you're you're in town. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. All right, man. So, uh, the big CD record coming up. Yes. Yeah, so I guess the question, the obvious question to, you know, to ask when someone's about to record a CD is how do you know when it's time? Because some folks I talk to say, well, I wanted to record one, but then I waited and thought, yeah, this now is the time to do it, but you cover, you know. When, do, when is it time to pull that trigger? You know, for every person, it's going to vary. Here's how I knew it was time for me to record a CD. When I was sitting here in my head going, oh, I've been on stage 20 minutes and I haven't even thought of half the other jokes I'm going to do yet. Because apparently I've got enough material right now to fill a new CD. Hey, I should try and record a new CD. <laughs> and then I found my, and then Rooftop Comedy, the nice folks that they are, yes. were like, we'll let you do another album. And then Go Bananas, my home club, was like, hey, we got to open it on this night. It is Black History Month after all. So I'm like, all right, you know, I'm going to take that. So, yeah, that was pretty much the timing. There you go. All right. So is it easier to make that decision, I guess, then the second time around, since you've been through it before and kind of know what's... You know, it's, it's funny because I was thinking to myself about that. I said, when I recorded my first album, my main goal was getting through, because I had to do at least... 45 minutes. And I knew that I had enough jokes that at some point, if I did them mathematically in my head, it would stack up to at least 45 minutes. But then you're like, okay, it's been a long time since I've done 45 minutes, et cetera, et cetera. I haven't done 45 minutes that often. And, you know, it's funny. If you listen to my first album, you can kind of, if you pay attention here, where I start to relax and speak at a more normal rate. Because I can talk extremely fast. Oh, yeah. With this one, it was kind of one of those things where I'm like, you know, this should be an easier process because you know the material. It's been more than a decade on stage. I think I'm good. So for me, I would say this one's a little bit easier. However, I always said to myself, I wanted to do at least two albums. The first one was to prove that I could do an album. The second one is to prove I had more than one album in me and that the second time can be better than the first. So I'm kind of putting a lot of pressure on myself for a dude that still has a day job, but I think I can pull it off, and I'm hoping that I can get enough people to the club on Thursday, February 15th to make sure that happens. So for people familiar with uh, your material, mostly via, maybe they've heard you on, you know, Pandora, Spotify, or wherever they, you know, get their comments, or they've even bought the physical CD from Rooftop, mm -hmm. um, how has your uh, set changed since then? Well, for one, I would say I'm a better comic where I have better punchlines. I would say that I'm sharper. I would say that my timing is better. Um, and I'm just more comfortable on stage. Um, you know, when I was a younger comic and, Still had hair and a lot of hope and whatnot. I uh, I hope that people read that as a joke because although I know it's probably like, man, I see you, not many, I can see that. Um, when I was younger, you know, it'd be like, okay, I hope this joke works, so I would try to rush out to every open mic in town. Because when you're first starting out, you know, it really is a good idea to try to hit as many mics as possible. And then as you get older, you're like, eh, I kind of know myself at this point. I know that this joke should work. I'm going to try it out two or three times. You can 
but you know, you truly do never stop learning. Um, but I would say that people that see me on stage now would be like, oh, wow, that's actually a pretty polished, pretty solid stand-up comic, as opposed to somebody that either A, has five minutes of material, they're trying to stretch out for 35, 40, or somebody that's like, hey, they may think they're funny, but please, for the love of God, stop this. Stop it right now. <laughs> so, in 2018 here, where we are now, what... You know, what what does the CD do for you? Is it a way to get you just out there on you know other platforms like in the Spotify's, the Pandora's, to sell at shows? Is it to how is it to make money? Because it or is it all of these things? And in what percentages? I guess it is everything possible that having a CD is for. It, it's definitely trying to get myself out there more. Um, I started comedy late for comedy. I started. Uh, when I was not 30, but close enough to 30, or on the wrong side of 25, as they say. Yeah. Um, you know, most guys who start comedy, they do it right after high school, or they start in college, and then they move to, like, Chicago, and then they usually pick a coast, either New York or L.A. I bought a house here. I used to have a really stable job. Then people, you know, the economy went south, and a lot of major media outlets started having trouble. So, you know... I was doing the uh, very stable, you know, nine to five thing. Um, I mean, I still have a day job, uh, and uh, I try to do my very best at it because, you know, I have uh, this thing where I have to be an adult. And a lot of younger comics, they can do that thing, sleeping in an apartment, eating top ramen, maybe crash on a friend's air mattress. Yeah. Nah, I'm older now. I need comforts. I like having grass that I can cut as opposed to hanging out with people that have grass they want legalized. And the fact <laughs> that I even said the term grass, legalized, let you know I'm too old to be out here doing what a lot of younger dudes do. So, you know, uh, the CD for me is it's a testament of everything I've done in the last couple of years comedically. It's a record of just my viewpoints, in some cases my life. Um, it definitely doesn't hurt when I'm trying to scramble up money to feed my never-ending collection of comic books, autographs, and sneakers. And uh, it's something to make people laugh, because there are two reasons that I love stand-up comedy. The first reason is that it's really hard to cry when you're laughing. You can cry from laughing, but many people don't usually laugh from crying. It's a good stress reliever, you know? You can, you can get yourself away from all of the problems of the world for a few minutes and end up enjoying yourself and having a good time. And with this current uh, way that the world is going, especially with Agent Orange in charge of America, uh, who couldn't use a good laugh? And if anybody reads this or hears this and gets upset that I call him Agent Orange, you probably shouldn't be at my show, <laughs> but I will gladly take your money for a CD. Because I'm probably not going to talk about politics on the album. Uh, the second reason I love comedy is the fact that it's the last place I almost feel like in America you can go on stage and talk about something and be honest. Although, everybody these days is looking, it feels like, to be offended. And there's a very finite, thin, yet crucial line between a joke and someone trying to be offensive. And that is, is there malice intended or are they trying to get us to look at something in maybe a light we hadn't and 
by making light of it. The Cleveland Indians recently got rid of their Chief Wahoo logo. And the first thing that went through my mind is, good for them. And then the second thing that went through my mind is, you know the owner of the Washington Redskins is like, come on, man, y'all are supposed to have my back in this racism. <laughs> so, am I making fun of Native Americans' play? No. We make fun of Native Americans by calling them Native Americans. They didn't call this country America. They called it home. Maybe they hadn't even named it. We don't know what they called it because, unfortunately, it's kind of hard to find a Native American these days to ask because of all the terrible things that have happened in history. But then again, why in the world would I make a joke about that? We don't want to talk about anything uncomfortable in America. No, and so how many uh, dates are you out on the road then? Uh... I am out on the road as much as possible. I, you know, I always feel like I have a lot of sayings and phrases, but one thing that I, I do believe in is anything that's important to somebody, if it's important to them, they try to find a way to make it work, and they find a way to do it. And for me, comedy is my saving grace. I go to the gym so that hopefully I won't die early, so that hopefully I can go enjoy my life on stage, so that one day an attractive woman who doesn't think she can do much better will find me attractive and find me funny and give me the self-esteem I need to maybe one day move to a coast or at the very least say, hey, my guy's funny, you should go see him, you'll have a good time. You know, I try to do as much comedy as I can. And I have done comedy everywhere. Now, I've done shows in California, Texas, Tennessee, Ohio, obviously, Kentucky, uh, Alabama, Indiana, Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, North Carolina. I try to get out as much as I can. But I will tell you this. Comedy is not glamorous a lot of the time. Sometimes it's downright ugly because I have done shows from great thousand seat theaters to, and not kidding, not a joke, a Firestone tire in Springfield, Kentucky. And trust me, it was not the Springfield from The Simpsons because the only other thing black besides me were the streets and the tires, and some of those were kind of gray and did have white walls. So you're, uh, when, the, when will the CD come out? What's the, the target hope? date for the new album is summer 2018. I would like to have it out in June because I usually am able to get a couple more shows during the summertime. So I would love to have it out in summer. My first one came out on my birthday back in 2013, but my birthday is in December. So I really don't feel like making people wait because I'm hoping by this December I will have at least a brand new 20 minutes so that if people get my album, they won't feel like, hey, we've already heard this, let's get on to something else. Because as a comedian, unless you're someone on Jim Gaffigan's level with a Hot Pockets joke, you really can't give people the same stuff that you're trying to get them to buy on a record to do it live. But are there some bits you have that, you know, that people do react well to and they think, you know, and it's on the CD and people might say, hey, or I know some uh, guys and some gals will actually take requests at the end. Anything else? And people say, hey, what do you want to talk about? Which is kind of a wink, wink to like, is there something that maybe you've heard of done before that you want to hear? I know uh, Gullman does that. Pardo will do that. My goal in life is to get to that level where people are requesting my jokes. 
would love to have a fan base where they're like, oh, man, we got to go see Tabari. He's going to do that movie bit, even though the movie he talked about in that joke came out years ago. I would love to get to that level. Right now, I'm just trying to get people to realize I'm funny. I'm trying to get people to realize that they should come see me be funny. And I'm really trying to get people to realize that, hey, if this many people have let me get away with being this way for so many years, I have to be kind of funny, right? Why not take a chance? There you go. Yeah, that's it. Is the, uh, the plug in away. So, like, what kind of things are you talking about on stage these days? Well, it depends on where I'm at. You know, I recently did a college gig, and it was a private party for a frat. But it was kind of like a progressive, nice frat. And, uh, you know, I talked about everything from, you know, the Me Too situation to current political situation, the things like movies and sports, things like my own personal life, things like, you know, dealing with rude people out in public, dealing with just the everyday silliness of the human existence, just a wide variety of things that we all sometimes deal with or and sometimes those how in the world did this happen to me situations, if you will. So depending on what's going on in my day and what's going on in the world, you might hear me talk intimately about my own misgivings because my new album was originally going to be titled Black Charlie Brown, but then my record label uh, was a little worried about the Charles M. Schultz estate and people searching for my album in iTunes and finding the wrong thing. Uh. So while I do have a new title for the album, I'm trying to wait until uh, the album is released, if you will, to uh, reveal that title. Besides, I don't have too much mystery in my life, so I gotta have something, right? There you go, yeah. Uh, will there be a, uh, a track explaining the Black Charlie Brown thing, at least? Why are the Black Charlie... I don't want to you know any spoilers, but... Well, I don't think there will be a specific track on the album that will be mentioned by name. How come a lot of the times in life I feel like Black Charlie Brown? But I think... If you listen closely enough to the material on the album, both my perspective and some of the stuff that seems to only happen to me, I think by the end of the album you'll go, yep, I definitely see why that dude probably says arg a lot. Or at least <laughs> feels like someone's pulling a football away. I was going to say. Well, cool, man. Uh, good luck with the taping there. Go Bananas. And uh, this will actually, uh, the the print piece, of course, will be in City Beat ahead of it so we can get some people uh, out there to the club. The podcast version will probably be uh, out after the record, but we can uh, get people looking for the uh, CD. And when it comes out, of course, we'll promote it on the show as well. Maybe we'll play a cut from it. Not a problem. I would love to do that. Who knows? I might do uh, some bonus tracks that uh, I may give to some of my uh, Kickstarter backers. And okay. yes, I did a Kickstarter because oh, that's I right. was not trying to pay for all these manufacturing costs yeah, myself. Yeah. <laughs> well, and, and it worked out. It's good to know the people are out there supporting you. Because I remember um, when you a couple of weeks ago when you hit the goal, uh, Billy told me I was working with him. He said, hey, Tabari hit his goal. And we were all very happy for you. Yes, I have some really great supporters and followers. And, you know, I haven't been a reporter myself as a former life. I know a lot of times, you know, artists will talk about, you know, wanting to give their fans something great or trying to make something, you know, and it's, it can become a very static message. I would like anybody reading this to know that if I've ever made you laugh on purpose when I was in a comedy club or on a stage at a bar when you didn't expect to see comedy or if you went to go see someone else and I was one of the opening acts, then you thought to yourself, 
that's kind of funny. I truly, truly, truly appreciate it, and thank you for your support, because comedy is often the thing that gets me going through my days as a regular person in this world. And if anybody ever saw me on stage and didn't think I was funny or thought that I was offensive or thought that I was just bland or just thought to themselves, and this dude, I, I hope that they truly, truly know that I hope they catch cholera and that bad things happen to them. <laughs> Even though I'm a Christian, I'm still petty. There you go. Oh, all right, man. This was a good place to leave it. Well, good luck with the record, and uh, we'll keep in touch. And, uh, yeah, and, and good luck with the whole process. Thank you much. Thanks, Tabari. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks again to Tabari McCoy for being on the show. You can catch Tabari, let's see where, on his website, uh, tabarimccoy.com, by the way. So he's going to be in West Virginia doing a fundraiser uh, on St. Patrick's Day, the EMS fundraiser there in uh, for the Bellington Fire Department there in Bellington, West Virginia. And then April 2nd, he's at Steiner's Speakeasy in Chillicothe, Ohio. And then he's at the Funny Bone in Liberty Township, Ohio, just north of Cincinnati, April 12th through the 15th. And for all his other dates, of course, go to tabarimccoy.com. Com. How about that? So that brings us to the song of the week. And the song of the week is from a group called AJR. These are, I guess, three brothers, an uh, indie pop band. Uh, they're getting a song from Rivers Cuomo off of Weezer on this track. And the track is called Sober Up. And uh, it's a it's a cracking tune. Uh, it, they do sound like a lot of other bands that are out there now. However, that never really bothers me when bands sound alike. It's if the, the, we need the tunes, man. I want the tunes. If they got good tunes. Doesn't matter if they they sound if their sound is similar. So. Um, like I said, a buddy of mine in California posted this on her Facebook page. We used to work uh, at Sam Goody slash Musicland, but in separate cities. Uh, and uh, yeah, and so she has a really good ear for these kind of things and has got a, a wide uh, a wide musical palette, pop music palette, shall we say. And so he just posted this on her Facebook page and said, hey, uh, Top 40 Radio blew it with this guy's last single. I believe Drama was the tune. It only got to like 50 or something, 50-odd in the Hot 100. But uh, this is Sober Up. From AJR, uh, featuring Rivers Cuomo off of Weezer, and is our song of the week on PS Tape Recorder. So long, and thanks for listening. Hello, hello, I'm not where I'm supposed to be. I hope that you're missing me, cause it makes me feel young. Hello, hello, last time that I saw your face was recess in second grade, and it made me feel young. Won't you help me sober up Growing up it made me numb And I wanna feel something again Won't you help me sober up All the big kids they got drunk And I wanna feel something again Won't you help me feel something again But we said that we keep in touch And we did our best All my new friends We smile at party time But soon we forget to smile At anything else Won't you help